welcome to the Yal Mega Podcast, where we delve into the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, motivational coaches, and business leaders. Join us as we hear about their journey to success and the challenges they face along the way. We'll uncover their secrets to perseverance and determination and gain valuable insights into what it takes to reach your goals. The journey may not be beautiful, but it is always purposeful. So sit back relaxed and being ready to be inspired by those who have dared to dream big and make it a reality. Hello everybody, it's your boy Almega. How you doing today? Welcome to a brand new Almega podcast and today we're going to talk to another yet inspiring uh, person that's had one crazy journey in life and has definitely uh, overcome many situations and are now teaching people uh, how important the healthy lifestyle is. I know as a comic geek, uh, you know, sitting down on my butt all day isn't very good. <laughs> so let me introduce uh, the one and only. She's one of the very most prominent and compelling fitness experts in America. All right. And I'm honored to have her on, the one and the only. Fitz Cola. Woo! Cola. Mega. Cola. Cola. You got it right. Cola. I got it. Yay. How are you doing? Spectacular. Thank you. Nice to be on your show out. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I'll talk about yourself, your journey, you know, and, and how we can inspire others to stay healthy, keep healthy, and how simple it is, right? Very, very <laughs> simple. It's uh, and most people are shocked to know how simple it actually is. Excellent. So a bit about yourself. Where are you OG from? OG Fort Lauderdale. Uh, grew up there. Came up to Gainesville, Florida, for uh, college. I went to UF, go Gators, and I stayed for grad school, and then. I just stayed because it's a beautiful place to live with rivers and springs and a whole bunch of outdoor things to do. So uh, Gainesville is no my snow. home base. No and snow. I'm no. <laughs> Floridian forever. Uh, there you go. There you go. I was a Floridian for a part-time, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So uh, talk, talk about early and upbringing in Florida. How was that? You know, what particular areas? What were your, what were your key interests growing up? So I was on the west side of Broward County, North Lauderdale, the uh, bastard stepchild of Coral Springs and Parkland. And we were scrappy. I mean, we weren't, nobody, nobody in our neighborhood was super wealthy. Nobody had nothing. We just, we made do with what we had and uh, we were troublemakers and we were good kids. And uh, yeah, we got into some trouble and, but, but, you know, it was childhood. It was back in the day where people weren't documenting every moronic move they made and uh, we we got to be kids and as long as we came in at the end of the night or woke up in the morning we were pretty good so yeah You're not kidding. thank goodness there was no cell phones when i was growing up oh, <laughs> i agree I, I, i'd be a very very big troll today uh-huh. yep. <laughs> Ditto. oh man okay so Talk about the, your, your journey in getting into fitness and, and whatnot. You know, what, what led you onto that path? So I blew up my knee playing soccer, had surgery, went to physical therapy. Uh, when that PT released me from treatment, he said, he told my mom she needs to join a gym and, and continue strength training or she's going to re-injure her knee. So my mom lied. I was 14 at the time. She said I was 15 or 16 so I could join spa lady the women's gym <laughs> and I started going and I fell in love and I I had been working at Cinnabon and a Cinnabon manager got really mean and I just thought to heck with this so I applied as spa lady they hired me and on the during during my interview 
the manager said, have you ever taught a class before? And I said, no, but I do them. And I'd love to give it a go. And it was Tuesday. He goes, how about you teach on Friday? I had no training. (laughs) Okay. So thank goodness I'm a gamer. Uh, Class went really well. And they hired me. And I, I taught many classes a week. I moved to UF instantly was hired to teach at the student rec center, which was a blast. And then I started taking interesting turns through college. I taught on a cruise ship and the cruise ship uh, sailed to England, Russia, Estonia, every country in Scandinavia. So uh, I had these really cool opportunities to travel through work. And then I came back to Gainesville and there was a TV producer uh, auditioning for a new fitness show. So I applied and he hired or I auditioned and he hired me and uh, two major deals with that experience is number one, I learned that my skills of teaching were transferable to a camera. So not everybody who can teach in front of a class can also do it well to a camera. I could. And then after the show started airing, a stranger started approaching me and saying, are you fit? I said, yeah. And they said, well, I love your show. And I do it every day and I've lost 17 pounds or my back doesn't hurt. And it was so impactful to me that I was able to help strangers. I just thought, this is crazy that I'm I'm honestly speaking. When you started this, did you think that people were going to be approaching you? You think you were going to be like noticed big time? You thought it was like, okay, I'll try it out. No, you know what? I mean, I'm not an actress. I'm not a singer. I'm just someone who teaches exercise. I don't how exciting is that? But um, I think less than exciting. It was meaningful to them. My, However, it was that I was communicating with them resonated and they took action and they kept going and they found success. And it just I just loved it. Uh, soon after, I started writing magazine articles and then I get similar responses like, whoa. You how, know, you how did do- the magazine stuff come into play? Oh. <laughs> So I was a competitive kickboxer for 10 years or almost 10 years. I know, right? You're busy. (laughs) I I, I do all this stuff. (laughs) I I was a wild one. So, uh, yeah, so I was fighting and I wasn't so bad. And I, you know, as back in the day, it wasn't very popular to have girls fight. And it certainly wasn't very popular to have a girl, a girly girl fight, right? I'm a girly girl. Mm -hmm. And most of the women were in there with the short hair and the tough guy attitude. And so I would just go kick people in the head and then I would, you know, put on a dress for the after party and be a girl. And so they they did a lot of um, magazine features on me, but they kept screwing things up. They would misspell my name. Sometimes they would just make up quotes, which made me sound like a moron. You know, at that point, I was getting a master's in exercise and sports sciences. So the advice I was giving came from my education. And when they made up quotes, it made me look really foolish. So. I really wanted to write an article. And finally, I reached out and I asked if I could. And the guy said, uh, for it was Black Belt Magazine, I think, a martial arts magazine. Even though I'm not a martial artist, the combat sports and martial arts kind of overlap. So I said, hey, Bob. Hey, Fitz. I said, well, I got a question. I said, can I write an article for you? He goes, oh, yeah. How much money do you want? And I thought, oh. He said, yes. And he's going to pay me. But uh, my sure. first article was called How to Kick People in the Head. And it incorporated a strategy, uh, flexibility, you know, you got to be able to reach and then strength. You got to be able to lift. So strategy, strength and flexibility. And so that mag- that article gets published in national bookstores. And a few weeks later, this this guy from Kentucky wrote me a handwritten letter. I got it in the mail, said, Fitz, I just want to thank you. I've been doing martial arts and combat sports for 10 years. 
thanks to your article, I finally kicked someone in the head. And I thought, ah, it's like, <laughs> I kicked that guy in the head. That's the best. And so I really was, I, you know, I, I, was, I love teaching fitness. It really is in my soul. I love helping people live better, live longer, feel better about themselves. But um, working in a small group, in a gym, doing personal training, all those things and painfully unsatisfying to me. The only way I get satisfaction out of work is when my efforts reach a massive audience. And so very quickly out of college, I turned all of my focus on TV, radio, books, magazines, wow. keynote presentations. And, and that's, that's what I do. And it's all gone really, really well. So, so, just on simple terms, like how, how can people get started? How can someone simply get started toward the healthy lifestyle? All right. Simple, simple, stupid is uh, move your body, watch what you put in your mouth, get some quality sleep, remove the cranky people. When it comes to eating habits, uh, it's there are no diets that work. There are no pills and powders that work. Don't ever buy anything with the word diet or weight loss on it. They're all scams and frauds. It's it's a disgusting industry full of snake oil salesmen. So don't buy those things. What you got to do is moderate your intake. And so if you go to fitness.com, my website, right on the cover is an article called Exact Formula for Weight Loss. I just teach you for free how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. And we all know, um, be based on kindergarten, we all know what food is healthy and what food is not healthy. So I'm not going to I'm not going to talk down to your audience and tell them fruits and veggies are healthier than processed meats. I think they know that. And then when it comes to exercise, you don't have to be an Olympian today. In fact, you never have to be. But what you have to do is challenge your body a little bit every day. And you can take baby steps, but it's a little bit of strength, a little bit of cardio, the kind of exercise makes you huff and puff, some flexibility and some balance training. And if you focus on those four things, you know, and again, in baby steps, just do something You'll make progress. And then last but not least, sleep is really important because tired people make terrible choices with nutrition and they often miss their workout. So, uh, yeah, exercise, sleep, eat wisely. Simple. So is there a set time of good sleep? <sighs> More the merrier. <laughs> I, mean, I would love every adult to get eight hours of sleep. And uh, I, I think eight. aim for whatever gets you to eight. Usually people wake up at the same time every day. so backtrack you know if you can fall asleep at 10 instead of 11 or 9 instead of 10 that's how you backload sleep and uh get what you need naps are you, great and since you mentioned meals earlier as well like how can i measure what's a healthy portion so if you read that article on my website it's called the exact formula for weight loss but it will teach you exactly how many calories you should have and so let's mm. say you want to weigh 150 pounds well the, the formula tells you take a zero, put it on the end of your goal weight, and that's your caloric budget. And so ideally what you'll do is you'll spread that budget out throughout your day. If you're going to have uh, 1,500 calories, maybe you have uh, 400 for breakfast, 400 for lunch, a couple hundred for a snack, 400 for dinner, maybe another couple hundred for a snack, and you just spread your 1,500 calories out throughout the day. You know, if you if you get 1,500 calories a day and then you start off with a 400 calorie, uh, fancy Starbucks coffee and a $700, 700 calorie bagel, you're going to be in big trouble by the end of the day. So it's, it's just about spreading things out, being reasonable. Excellent. And, and, you know, talking about health and physical things, you also wrote a book, um, Many. cancer comeback series though, the specific, yes. you know, cause yes. I, I've unfortunately lost many friends, yeah. loved ones to this uh, horrible uh, disease. 
why did you write the the, the cancer comeback series? So I uh, live in my best, healthiest life, doing all the right things. In 2019, I found a lump in my breast, and that was seven oh weeks God. after a crystal clear mammogram. So I went from everything looks beautiful to, oh, my gosh, you have cancer spreading like wildfire. It's a sizey tumor. What? It had already spread through my lymph nodes and was on its way to try and kill me. So I ended up with 15 months of very aggressive chemotherapy. Uh, 33 rounds of radiation, several surgery. And, um, you know, it was wild. I, I made some really good decisions. So this this was the first book in the series. It's called My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Running at the Mouth While Running for My Life. And so this is two things. It's the tale of how cancer collided with my career because I never gave up work. I traveled around the USA almost every weekend of the year and uh, just continued in hosting these massive running events for thousands of people every weekend. And it was wild. All these funny things happen. And you know what? I mean, only a cancer patient could say it. Cancer is tragic. Cancer is heartbreaking. I lost my dad, my grandma's friends, but also cancer can be hilarious. There were so many things that happened to me. And I thought, how come nobody's talking about this? This is wacky and wild stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, my eyes changed colors and the way people interacted with me. And I just had wild experiences. So that book is filled with funny, crazy anecdotes, but also at some point, I had realized I'd made some really good decisions that went against the norm that uh, helped me live this very large life while in, while being brutalized. I mean, I was dragged behind a horse by cancer. I was just, I was so violently ill. But even amongst that, I was still able to do the things I could do. And that's because I kept perspective. You know, I never had a why me moment. I never thought, oh, why fits Kohler? I thought, well, why not me? You know, lots of people get cancer. Why not me? Um, I kept perspective. I was so grateful that I wasn't a kid with cancer and it wasn't my kid with cancer. And we see too many kids with cancer, right? Oh, so yeah. I'm an adult. I thought, well, I'll just put on my big girl panties and um, I'll figure it out. You know, did I cry all the time? It was very stressful, but I also uh, was intentional about not having pity parties. I never basked in the misery. And then also, then I pursued my passions and, you know, sticking with my career and my kids truly lifted me out of a funk. Even I would travel, I would sleep on the bathroom floors, Al. You know, like when you're the so sick and you just sleep yeah. next to the toilet. That was me in, you know, dozens of country cities around America. But I would do that. And then at 4.30 in the morning, my alarm would go off. I drag myself up and I get ready and I would drag my bald head over to the stage for at the start line. And the m miraculous thing happened is that once I stepped on those stages, everything that was wrong with me disappeared. I wasn't sick. I wasn't suffering. There wasn't pain. I got to be full force Fitz Kohler while I was working. And so, you know, this book is full of that message. Pursue your passions. You know, now because of COVID, people are like, hide, hide, cover your face, isolate, <laughs> avoid human contact. In fact, I say baloney on that, you know, get out there, do things that fill you up with joy. Joy will keep you going. Purpose will keep you going. I think if I stayed home, all I would have been was sick. All I would have been was sad. I'm not sure I would have survived mm -hmm. if I had um, allowed this disease to rule every aspect of my life. And so um, my noisy cancer comeback is about mental fortitude. It's again, funny stories, but also a good kick in the can for anyone, not just cancer patients. And then this is the one that just came out. And this one, I am, I'm so excited about this, Al, because yeah. 
this it's called your healthy cancer comeback sick to strong there's a journal that will be out next week but this book it takes all of my fitness expertise and all of my cancer experience and um helps people rebuild their body it will a start stop the decline so once you're diagnosed things start getting worse you know through fitness and nutrition you can slow down that decline and then of mm-hmm. course if you hit rock bottom or whatever goes on with cancer, you're going to have to do some work to get back to normalcy, to fitness, to health, to vibrancy and energy. And this book has all of it. It's filled with um, a huge photo section. You know, it's regular exercises. And then there's, you know, say you can't stand up. Here's a ton of exercises you can do in a chair. And if you can't stand in a chair, here's a ton of exercises you can do lying in bed. And oh, by the way, if you're sick like me and you're always in the shower because you're exploding, Here's a whole bunch of stretches you can do in the shower. And so oh, wow. exercise, it's nutrition, it's quality rest, it's complimentary care. You know, how do you manage acupuncture, massage therapy? Some people need sexual health counseling because their body's been changed or their partners are scared. And so this is the one. This is the one I want to put in the hands of every cancer patient on earth because, you know, I hit rock bottom. I was a weak, sickly skeleton at one point. And a little over a year after finishing chemo and all my other treatments, I ran the Boston Marathon. So, um, wow. I'm living- <laughs> so I'm living proof it can be done. It's not complicated, but you do need to know how to do it. And so I talk about, you know, newly diagnosed, training during treatment, uh, getting back to going from sick to strong. So this is for all cancer types, all genders all uh, ages. It's for everybody facing cancer or recently recovered from cancer survivors too. I'm so excited, Al. Thank you for letting me tell your audience. No, I, I can't, I can't wait. That's like a great book. And, you know, you're talking about cancer and cancer treatment. What's the most surprising thing about cancer treatment? Um, I would say how much control you actually have. I mean, when, when someone looks you in the eye and says you have cancer, your whole world goes into spin cycle. You know, it feels like everything's spinning out of control. But patients actually do have more control than you'd imagine. My first chapter of this book is called Control. And, you know, I guide people on, you know, uh, lassoing the things that they can have control over. You know, with through exercise and nutrition, you can actually make your body a hostile environment for cancer. So I'm not suggesting apples and oranges are the cure for cancer. You certainly should use Western medicine because it's a highly effective, proven way to beat up cancer, but can you help that along? Absolutely. Can you, can you make your body an infection fighting machine? Because every time they poke something through your skin, you're at risk for infection. And so, uh, control, I think we have a lot of control and I don't think, um, as many people understand that. Okay. And now, so you, you say you've done many books, including this new book, I mean, how do you publish them? Are they self-published? Are you going through a house? How are you doing this? So my first book was uh, traditionally published with a, a publishing house. And then they hired for me. A, uh, they hired me for a second book. And then they were absolute unethical bad guys. Mm. Okay. So um, <laughs> they left a bad taste in my mouth. And so when it came time to write these books, I decided uh, they're too important to allow anybody else to manipulate and uh, my brand that I've built is too important. And so I, I'm a good producer of things when I'm a good learner and I'm, I'm good at hiring the right people. So I decided to go the self-publishing route and 
I couldn't be wow. any happier with it. You would, you would really have to like come offer me ten million dollars to get me to go traditional publish again. These these babies of mine, I am so proud of. They're everything I wanted them to be, and there's absolutely zero aggravation involved um, once they're once they're released. So yeah, were you familiar? Were you familiar with publishing? You know, by on yourself, or if not, what was that learning curve like? So it was a steep learning curve, which basically everything I do other than fitness requires me to dig deep and usually screw things up. So thankfully, I didn't screw anything up with either of these books, but that's because I did my research. I had I, I, I reached out to friends who had recently self-published and said, tell me what you know. And they thankfully opened up their hearts and their minds and dumped out all this great information. There's a woman named Julie Broad. Um, she owns a company called Book Launchers. And I encourage anyone who wants to self-publish to look at book launchers, look at them on YouTube. She has hundreds of little videos on all the little topics involved in self-publishing. And when I was sick, I mean, I was still so bald and bleary eyed when I started writing this. And so I would take my dog for a walk or I would get in the shower and I would just play video after video of Julie's and just learn. And I still go back and I watch two of her videos a day because, you know, she goes beyond the you know, getting your book from an idea to a book. And then she talked about marketing and other things. She's wonderful. So there's a, there's a ton of fantastic resources out there pretty much for everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I learned and I listened and I, thankfully it all turned out really well. All right. So now, now I want to ask about that lovely logo that's above your head. Yes. Fitness. So it's what does it. the brand Fitness represent? So um, who knew when my parents named me Fitz that I would grow up to be a fitness expert. So fitness, <laughs> fit, <right? laughs> <laughs> you know, Not it's my brand of business. Uh, it's my brand of fitness. And ironically, even though it's mine, it's got my name on it. Fitness is completely about you. It's what can I do to um, compel you to do better for yourself? It's educate, inform, uh, make fitness understandable, attainable and fun and I'm I'm really proud of of this logo right here. It it's done good work so far. Excellent. I love that. Now, another question here is going back in regards to to health and cancer, right? Can health yeah. and fitness impact remission and, and yeah. recurrence rate? Absolutely. So, if you control those health factors that you can, exercise, nutrition, quality rest, uh, you will make yourself more likely to hit remission, which is, you know, leads to the cure. I think they say every you're you're cured after you're cancer free for five years, but we're aiming for no evidence of disease. Exercise nutrition is proven to help you get there, and it is also proven to help prevent recurrence. And that's that's a big deal is not having it come back because having cancer is once is plenty. I I would really feel. A great hardship if I had to do it again. So yeah, there was a recent study out of Tel Aviv University in November 22. Magic. Uh, this study revealed that high intensity cardio exercise, which is the stuff that makes you huff and puff, running, yeah. swimming, dancing, whatever you like, um, that high intensity cardio exercise done regularly will help prevent the spread of cancer metastasis by 72%. What? Wow. What? That's wild to I me. Mean, who would not take advantage of that? Yeah, sure. Exercising that makes you huff and puff might be uncomfortable, but you know what's really uncomfortable? Cancer spreading to your brain, cancer in your lungs and your liver. So, going through I, chemo. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. So there's a ton of powerful statistics and uh, I think they're very exciting. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Come on world. Let's work yeah. that better, better world, cancer free world. Um, mm-hmm. How can people get access to you like in, in a uh, physical sense? Like, do, you, do you do any outings where people can hang out with you and, and get, get their fitness on in person? <laughs> so, uh, Come to the races I announce. If you go to fitness.com, there's a button called race announcing. You can learn about my work, but then there's a button that says uh, my race announcing schedule. And that's where you can come see me wherever I land around the country from Buffalo to Big Sur, California, Savannah, Tulsa, you name it. I'm everywhere. And I love it when people come to visit me and say, I heard you on a podcast or I read your book. Um, There's just because I announce things called races doesn't mean you have to do any running at all. So running's a great idea for most, uh, even at small distances. But if I'm announcing a marathon weekend, there's always a half, which is 13.1. There's usually a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. And I tell you, if you can roam around the mall for an hour, you can do a 5K. And again, you can walk the whole thing. And then many of my races have just one mile events or you know baby events. So, so come and see me. And then I also do I do keynote presentations. And so if you guys own a company or you're part of a large organization that hires speakers, hire me. We'll get together there. Get it done. Get it done. So wait a minute. Race announcer. Yeah. Webby. How do you get involved in that world? And what's the most fun part of being a race announcer? Oh, gosh. So I got involved. I was actually, I'm a sport performance expert. So I was teaching clinics at a major run series. And their race announcer said, Gosh, you're so engaging and fun. You would be you would be great at this. Do you want to announce a race with me in California in a few months? And so we, I connected with the race director. He said, you're hired. I went over there. It's OC Marathon in California. That was May of 2014. And uh, that first year, I think we had 30,000 people. And within an hour of yelling go on marathon morning, the race director came over and said, can you come back next year? I said, oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah, you know what? The funnest part is just supporting these people. So what in my fitness career, I do a lot of arm twisting. I'm constantly begging people, exercise, exercise in this way. Anyway, please exercise. But on race day, a race organization says fits. Here's a, an enormous amount of people who already think exercise is a good idea. They've signed up. All you need to do is tell them what to do, where to go, make sure they have a lot of fun and congratulate them. So, you know, at the start line, I'm waiting on a tower, a stage with playing great music, engaging people. You know, we have so much fun at the start line. Uh, I whip them into a frenzy and then I yell go and they go do their thing. And thanks to technology, I await them at the finish line on another stage or sometimes on foot in the course. And technology allows me to welcome almost everybody by name. And so when I say, here comes Al Mega from, you know, Orlando, then you feel like a suit. Oh my gosh, you said my name. So uh, the most fun part is just doting all these on these people. I love being the ringleader of the fun. I love seeing them dance and celebrate and have real joy because of fitness. And then uh, I love making them feel special once they've done what they came to do. It's, it's These are the best people on earth. I'm so happy. I love uh, it. I, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, It's always a wonderful feeling when you make others, you know, feel yeah. good and, and put a smile on their face and make them feel like they're the champ. You yeah. Know, you're doing good work, Fitz. Let me tell you, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. So, folks, you know, we, we got to get those books you sold. But, you know, most important is where can we get those books, Fitz? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So these books are sold wherever books are sold, right? So you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes and Noble. Um, Noisy has an audiobook, so if you're a listener, go to Audible or Google Play, Chirp, <coughs> any of the above. But my favorite place for people to buy my books is at fitness.com. So F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com. They're all there. Every single book that leaves my office is signed. I sign them all. I always incorporate a fun little gift for my readers. So a, a, a gift that matches up with these books. And then I wrap them beautifully. Uh, I just want my readers to feel special when they receive them. And, you know, this book, for example, well, this one, I just said, I don't want it to look dreary. And, you know, everything around cancer is so scary and sad. And, you know, this book, I'm like, yay, I had cancer. <laughs> well, That's what it looks like. You're a champ. I got this. You got this. Cancer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And then this book, you know, I told my graphic designer, I said, there will be no ribbons. There will be no bald heads. There will only be happy, joy, vibrantly. Give me colors. You know, I want people to read, open this thing up and and feel a little cheery. So that's why the packaging is bright and fun. And, and you know, there's a lot of people ordering them for themselves saying, because I'm sick, I need this help. But these make great gifts. And and as you know, when someone you love gets diagnosed with cancer, you think, I wish I could help. This is there how you, you help. Go. These are tangible ways to help. And I can tell you there's an infinite amount of patients around the world who have read these books and said, I'm doing so much better because of these books. So, uh, so get them. Giddy up. You heard it here, folks. Make sure you get that support fits in. And so all the goodness he's doing onto the world. You know, I want to thank you for, for, for doing that, putting your energy you know, towards such positive things. So, you know, bless you on this journey. You keep going. Keep teaching people how to beat cancer, how to stay healthy. Keep writing them books and stuff. I mean, this woman does everything. And kickboxing, too. Be careful. Watch out. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So check out Fitz everywhere. I've been showing this off uh, throughout the program. So please uh, follow on Instagram at Fitzness. Uh, there's also Healthy Cancer Comeback on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, Fitz, Fitz Solar, right? With no K. It's Polar. <laughs> Missing the K, but that's okay. They Missing see my the name. Right. Got mm-hmm. it. And the Facebook is Fitness and YouTube as well, Fitness with the Z. All right? You know what it is. So the love, so the support. Thank you so much, uh, Fitz. I appreciate you. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Support, subscribe, turn on the notifications. I thought I put my mentor. Stay inspired. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Al Mega Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights and stories from our guests. Remember, success is a journey, not a destination. And every step you take, no matter how small, brings you closer to your goals. Don't give up on your dreams and keep pushing forward. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and stay motivated.